Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. First guest of the week, and that is uh, Jeff Wilson. On Friday, the All Blacks announced their squad for the Rugby Championship with Highlanders forwards Ethan De Groot and Shannon Frizzell returning. Peter Gus saw a cooler dropped and Sam Kane remaining as captain. Also staying a head coach is Ian Foster. But changes were officially made to the coaching staff yesterday with Brad Moore and John Plumtree out, while Crusaders forward mastermind Jason Ryan comes in, joining us, uh, as I said, uh, Jeff Wilson, who had an exclusive interview with Ian Foster last night on Sky Sports Breakdown. Good morning to you, Jeff. Morning, Smithy. The sermon was pretty much right, I think. The players <laughs> pretty had quite much. a bit to do with the changes. Yeah, I would be thinking you're yeah, yeah, spot on there, Jeff. Um, look, uh, at the end of the day, changes have been made. Uh, as we wake up this Monday morning, uh, are you happy with what uh, has come out of it? I'd have to say yes. I don't think they could have gone any further than they've gone right now, um, given the fact the short turnaround going into South Africa. Look, clearly the, the players wanted some change. You get the sense, and Ian Foster said this last night. He asked the players to go away and, and you know and discuss the situation and and look deeply into where they were sitting right now, and, but also um, to to talk about the fact that they have faith in him, and clearly they've still got faith in him. If if they've decided to make this change and. You know, we'd heard that, that maybe that um, a couple of coaches were going to go and, and were under pressure on the back of last year um, in, re- in regards to where some of the, the, the team and, and the players thought the coaches weren't quite delivering and they haven't got the job done. And look, you know, as your sermon said, you know, Brad Moore and John Plumtree, good guys, good men who have worked really, really hard. They needed something fresh, so they needed something new. And with the combination of Jason Ryan on the ground and with Joe Smith in the background helping prepare a team in terms of delivering information and looking from a, not from afar, but looking slightly from the outside, I think that gives them something they can take to South Africa with and, and hopefully it'll inject a little, just a little bit of life into a team which has looked as though they've lacked a little bit of inspiration. Okay, so Jason Ryan we know is a good bloke too, that's nice, but uh, he's had a touch... A touch and, and a taste of international rugby uh, with uh, Fiji. What that gives you the confidence he can bring that kind of uh, mana, I guess is the word I'm looking for, to this group of players at all black level? Well, he's already connected to a number of them um, uh, through the Crusaders, uh, and I think that's pretty critical, particularly when it's going to be the, the heart and soul of the middle row and, and, uh, and Sam Whitelock and, and Scott Barrett uh, with no Brodie Retallick. So when you're talking about the set piece, when you're talking about line-out and scrum time, particularly line-out defence against the Springbok team, which we know is going to be very, very powerful up front, and the work they can do at scrum time. Cody Taylor's a big part of that, at well, as well as the Crusaders. So he's already got an established connection, but also... I mean, here's a guy that's coming to an environment where he can see some little things that maybe the All Blacks haven't been delivering. And look, his experience and what he's achieved with the Crusaders has been consistency in terms of their performance, you'd have to say, particularly up front. And then the improvements that Fiji have made in, in, in their tight five in particular, but their front eight. So what's he going to bring? Look, in the end, it's going to be a fresh, fresh set of eyes 
there'll be some different thinking, but I think we've got to be very, very careful that he's only going to have literally 10 days of preparation time. He's not going to be able to make significant changes to this group, right? What he's going to have to do, he's actually going to have to put some eyes on it. He's going to be having to pick up exactly where they are at, and he'll be looking at really the fundamentals and, and exactly what what um, their forward pack is going to need to deliver to counter what the Springboks bring. But it's more importantly, it's just a different voice. It's a different voice um, inside an all-black uh, management team and coaching group that's been very much the same for a long, long time. Can they had, uh, afford to have, if they want things to change and, and get uh, drastically better quite quickly, can they afford to have uh, Joe Smith not with them? Uh, just to, uh, just sort of, uh, as you say, in the background? I think in some ways, the way I've, I've looked at this is that this has almost forced Ian Foster to get back into a, a, a role I think he's probably very much well suited to, which is looking specifically at attack and working with his backline and his critical players. The job that he did pre-being the head coach, and it's almost like Joe Schmidt is, will be delivering the information he was been studying South Africa after their series against Wales, and so so it's almost a, it's not a role reversal. Um, um, Ian Foster is well and truly the head coach, but I think in some ways I think this will get him maybe a little bit closer to the action. And look, Joe Schmidt, you know, when he took the job with New Zealand Rugby, it, you know, it's been well documented. He, he wants to stay close to his family, and and him getting back on the road and. Almost answering an SOS, I don't think would have anywhere been the right thing to do. I think what he has done is he's had a brief, he's stuck to that brief. My thing, my thinking here is, it's the role he can do as a selector now in terms of challenging the group, the collective group, and who actually plays. Because if we talk about the squad, Smithy, I don't think there was anyone else they can pick in terms of the squad. But in terms of who plays, now that's a different story because they've got a number of options and a number of positions, for me, you have to look seriously about who's going to start against the Springboks. OK, let's uh, look more in depth at, at that then, Jeff, because uh, that is only two weeks away, um, and we all know the challenge that uh, going there um, puts before any, uh, any rugby team, let alone the All Blacks. So, OK, w- looking at, uh, at the key areas, where do you think the change might come? It's a great question, and, I, you know, I have to... I have to look at things starting up front and whether or not, you know, Samasoni Tokiaho deserves to get a chance starting. I mean, we know he's a powerful individual. I mean, the, the one thing that we know is these two match, test matches are going to be at altitude. We're, they're going to be physical. You're going to have to be very, very good in the air because they're going to kick and kick well. What we did see last year, though, is the fact that the two games against the Springboks went to the 80th minute. So your benches are going to have to be very, very good. Um, and that's where, at the moment, we're going to need some, some impact well and truly off the bench, and it's going to have to be really, really good. And this is the work that an Ethan De Groot has done. Um, what does Aidan Ross bring? Particularly the work in our, from our tight head props. I mean, this is going to be the critical positions for me in terms of us countering the full 80-minute performance. And so now, off the Tawanga Fasi and Nipololala, and whether Tyrell Lomax has done enough and improved to a level they go, you know what, we're going to need you and we're going to need your um, toughness late in the games. To me, you know, that selection in the front row, um, that's where, you know, the All Blacks are going to have to step up. And, and because what we know is the Springboks will control the tempo of the game. They'll control um, how much the ball's in play. They'll try and use their physicality. And then the other one is, 
the blindside flanker position. Has Akira Yuani done enough in his last test against Ireland to warrant the sixth jersey? And that was the game last year where we didn't see the best of him against the Springboks. And that's what I want to see from him because Shannon Frizzell's done the work. They clearly need physicality um, um, through both, both locks and blindside flanker and then the impact of that off the bench. How big a fix then, Jeff, do you think it is? I don't think, I don't think it's a massive fix. But what I do know is that we're still going to have to play our style of rugby to beat them. We're still going to have to be able to create enough opportunities. But the Springboks aren't Ireland. The Springboks don't play like Ireland. And in some ways, if we're good enough to hold on to the ball for multiple phases, I think we'll be good enough to break their defence down. I think that's, a, you know, if you get deep into, uh, uh, you know, 90 seconds with ball in play, I think that's when our skill level and tempo can work as long as we're conditioned to do so. So so one of the things I'll be keeping a real close eye on, Smithy, is one, our conditioning. The fact that can we continue to try and play with tempo and keep the ball in play? There's no doubt that's going to be a challenge. And if we don't get the balance right, it'll play into the hands of the Springboks. So can we turn around? I actually... I am optimistic because I see this as a different challenge and one where, you know, clearly the players have taken some ownership of, of so many things. And when you're taking ownership off the field and you've asked for change and you get a different voice and you get what you want, then you have to go out and back that up. And there's a different level of pressure on them now. Got a text in from uh, Graham um, as we've been chatting here, Jeff. Uh, morning, Smithy. Can you ask Jeff how Scott McLeod kept his job as a defence coach, where they have been leaking its tries for the last couple of years, especially through the centres where Rico is playing? Cheers. Um, so there's that, and uh, what uh, is Foster's role? Ian Foster's role going to be more back orientated at the moment? Absolutely, more back orientated. Um, you know, he, he'll be working with the with the key, key drivers there. And, and it's a really good question defensively. And, and, you know, quite often what happens is when you get under pressure, you make some poor decisions defensively. And, and, you know, I think that has been what we've seen over the last couple of test matches. That Ireland are incredibly well-organised, well-structured and accurate. And what we saw was we saw some individual errors from players under pressure and that's the hard thing is you start talking and talking about a coach and the coach is implement, trying to implement a system and then all of a sudden individual players simply just miss tackles. Now that's, that's not Scott McLeod's responsibility and there's no doubt all the coaches are under pressure. That's, that's the reality of the situation they are right now and, and I certainly don't think there was a, an easy option for Ian Foster here. Scott McLeod knows that he's got work to do but I think they're still under pressure for the next two weeks, right? They're still this is, this doesn't change the, what's happened. One coach doesn't mean that all of a sudden, oh no, we're, we're going to give them. You know, they've got time now. What they've done is, I think they've got a couple of test matches to show the right signs. So, on defence for Scott McLeod, he needs to show the right signs. And you know, clearly, clearly, if they don't get results in South Africa, there'll be more questions. Um, I'm looking at this as that if they split. Um, the test matches over there uh, they'll get more time to, to try and bed down what Jason Ryan's doing and where they're going um, if they win then the, there's, a, there's an element of pressure comes off um, if they lose then there'll be uh, you know there'll be um, there'll be more talks at New Zealand Rugby whether or not more action needs to be taken 
What do you sense uh, about having chatted to uh, Ian Foster and watched him and the body language over the weekend at the interviews? He came out quite resilient, saying, I am the all-black coach, I am under pressure, I am resilient. Um, how, how have you felt he's handled this? It's, it's a really good question, Smithy, and, and we all see this differently, I'm sure. I, I thought he handled Friday really, really well. I thought he came out and was really strong when he, when the squad was named, and, and I knew he was not going anywhere anyway. You know, I know he is resilient. I know he wants the All Blacks to be successful. I know how hard he works. You can't argue and, and debate, I think, any of that. Um, I like that. And then clearly last night when we spoke to him on the breakdown, but he's just had to, you know, two, two coaches that he's worked hard with, who he believed in, he's had to almost be part of relieving them of their duties. And that's, I mean, you and I wouldn't like to do that. No one would like to be in that position. Um, we're, we're two guys who are good men, have been are now you know not part of the all black environment and so that would have been draining that would have been a really difficult decision and, and conversation to have with individuals that you, you highly respect so I get the sense he made the statement about his role and then it's been a, a difficult 24 hours I just know today he'll be in Wellington and looking forward to taking on this challenge I think they'll look forward to getting on the plane to South Africa and going you know what this will this will it showed us where we were against Ireland. This will show us where we can to respond to. And, and South Africa, in South Africa, is the ultimate test. I personally believe we will see improvement. Uh, that, that is what I, I kind of sense from the whole deal. But if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong and we don't see any improvement, we see the same old, same old, the same level of mistakes, etc. the physicality not quite being at the level it should be. What next, Jeff? Uh, is there another move in the, in the pipeline? I think there may be another move in the pipeline anyway. I think Ian Foster, when he talked about, you know, in the short term, he was going to come in and look after the back. So I think that's, you know, it's one of those ones at the moment where they're looking for a change and they're looking for something different. I think they'll still be talking in discussions and and there might be another player in this when they come back from South Africa. There might be, they might find more out about themselves about what they, they desperately need if they need something else. And there'll be more. I mean, the conversations that will go on now, and this is really hard, is because, you know, they're trying to make shifts and changes and, and identify areas. But we're in the middle of a campaign right now. And there's a group of players that are out there doing a job. But um, there's no doubt, there's no doubt if, if, if they lose both test matches in South Africa, there'll have to be more questions asked. And, and that, but that's, New Zealand rugby's job is to get the right people um, uh, and, and having in the right places asking the right questions. And you know, but like I say, I, I'm expecting to see improvement. And remembering that South Africa aren't aren't Ireland. I mean, that they're different. They're, they're they've been just as inconsistent probably in the last six or eight months. This these test matches now and the test matches late last year. I mean, they haven't performed um, you know consistently either. So I think both teams are almost at a a similar situation where they're searching for something. And, look, they've brought back a couple of vastly experienced players from injury, um, Dwayne Bumelin and, and Francois Stein into their group. So you get a sense that they're looking for something and searching for something um, against the All Blacks as well. So this is where, I mean, you know, both teams are under a different type of pressure, but there's certainly pressure there. Jeff, just finally, um, looking at the... You've had a close look at the front row... Uh, what about the back three, Jeff? Um, so instrumental in, in a lot of our counter-attacking play, etc., from uh, an Andre Pollard kicking game or whatever. We, what would you do with our, our current back three? And it's a really, it's a great question um, because 
you know, I did quite a bit of analysis after the test, the last test against Ireland, and one of the things that you know I'd like to see us have a little bit more of is is playmaking ability out on the field. Now, when when I mean that is that when you lose a guy like Anton Leonard Brown um, for a, a season, I think he could get the end of year tour. Hopefully, he can recover for that. But experience, balance, um, decision making, he's good on his feet, has the ability to offload. We've got a lot of guys who aren't necessarily playmakers in terms of being able to read situations and and distribute. And so a number of times against Ireland, we had guys in good position, but not with the connectivity and ability and distribution to get to the space. And so that's what I'm looking at. And so the back three is critical for that. And, you know, Geordie Barrett was great last season for the All Blacks. To me, at the moment, he's sort of playing very, very direct in what he's doing. And he's actually got a wonderful passing game he, it, when he backs it. But quite often, I think at the moment, there's just a lack of, of connectivity and and ability for multiple players to make multiple decisions. And so Bowden Barrett, if you watch him in the last game, the territory he covered and the work he tried to do was just, it was beyond what he needed to. And he ended up putting himself under pressure. We, we need to get multiple playmakers. And that's where I think whether or not it's time for... Will Jordan maybe to have a crack at fullback um, and, and see whether or not that gives us something a little bit different, particularly if they kick long and you give him time to run, that is when he's going to be at his very most dangerous. And so whether or not we see a little tweak there, if you put, I think if you put Barrett, David Harvey and Will Jordan in good decision-making situations, I think we might mm. see you know a little bit better distribution to our players. But, you know, I, I would be... That's, the, that's my one thing at the moment and. I still think Rico Ioane has he still he still needs to find something a little bit more extensive for the All Blacks. Jeff, as always, great catching up with you. Thanks uh, so much for summing things up so so well for us. I know you're on the way to uh, South Africa uh, in about a week, so travel safely, mate. Have uh, have fun and bring back a couple of wins. That would be great. That'd be nice, Smithy. It'll certainly be a lot more comfortable if we do that. Cheers. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.